Welcome to the Elijah Rising podcast. Elijah Rising is an organization empowering women recovering from sexual exploitation. This episode is going to help you become more aware about the issue of sex trafficking and inspire you to take action. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Elijah Rising podcast. I'm your host, John, and I am joined with our communications director, David. And before we introduce our special guest, I'm going to have David share a little bit about why he wanted our guest on this episode. David? It was funny because I saw Cindy at Open Door Church in Houston, and... um, you know, you didn't share anything about going into Burning Man or all these stories. I found out later from Pastor Chris and Amber that, you know, mm-hmm. you lead teams into these um, venues where, you know, a lot of people will say this is where the fringe of society is in Burning Man, in porn mm-hmm. conventions. And you kind of uh, get in there and you do prophetic evangelism. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very, very similar to what our heart is in going into the streets and brothels and places where we always get this, like, you're a Christian. Why are you here? You shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And we really want to tear that kind of wall down right. because we need to occupy those spaces. And I read your book, Words That Work, and it was just so inspiring. I went to your training yesterday and I'm just like overflowing with ideas. And so <laughs> I just want to say thank you for being on our podcast. I know you've had you know, a crazy schedule and you're flying out, you know, in a couple hours, but we're just so honored to have you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. I'm glad I found you. <laughs> glad I found out about you guys. This is wonderful. Yeah. So help our audience kind of understand, you know, what, what was it that compelled you to go into places like Burning Man, Sundance Festival, kind of these kind of fringe festivals yeah it was really interesting um back in about the 90s mid 90s we had a really strong visitation from the holy spirit Mm -hmm. um i had we my husband and i were saved in the jesus movement so we pastored for a long time and um we've seen a lot of things we've been through a lot of movements you know the jesus movement prayer movement prophetic movement and then Mm -hmm. renewal that was a toronto thing which i didn't know anything about (laughs) and so uh, we watched as God was uh, kind of unfolding the map, you know. And, but with the 90s, we began to experience uh, dreams, God dreams, dreams that we knew were from God. We couldn't deny them. There was a presence of angels in the room when we woke up. There was, uh, they were, uh, some of them were very specific. Some of them were very parabolic. And we thought, we've got to learn what this is, is these, these are messages. So we need to know what, what is God communicating, yeah. right? And I went back and began to start doing a study or a research of in the Bible about, well, when did God use dreams and how important are they to him? Mm-hmm. And when I did that, um, a whole nother realm began to open up and the prophetic began to open up very strongly, uh, getting very specific words of knowledge for people. And at that time, in the late 90s, I was working for an oral surgeon who was a seeker. And I love to call them seekers because they are. Mm -hmm. Okay, everyone is seeking. And he was really dabbling in the new age. And I knew that that wasn't the way to go because I knew Jesus is the way. And um, and he invited us to go to this uh, new age weekend, like for the whole staff. He thought it would be good for morale. 
<laughs> Let's go to this new age. And I'm like, I'm not going. I mean, that was where I was at. I was no. like, I'm not going to that. And uh, I went back and told my husband we were pastoring on the Oregon coast at that time. Mm. And he goes, I think you should pray about it. Mm. And I'm like, are you nuts? <laughs> like, you're supposed to be in agreement with me here. And uh, then I got another friend to pray with me. And she said, I, I think you're supposed to go. And my husband said, I think you're supposed to go. Mm. So we ended up, I, I went with my um, office staff to this uh, three-day event um, of a new age uh, sort. And um, there were psychics there, tarot card readers, all kinds of things. I was like, this is so not real, you know, (laughs) this isn't it. Mm. And so I started giving words of knowledge to people. I mean, I was, I was getting them Mm -hmm. and I was interpreting their dreams uh, as well. And no one was doing that there. So um, pretty soon the line moved from the psychic and tarot card readers over to in front of me (laughs) and my friend who was with me, she was a Christian and we're both going, well, let's do this, you know? <laughs> so that was really the start of it. I thought we should be present. We should be available in places where people are feeding on everything except the bread of life and living yeah. water. And so we need to find ways to go in where we're not going to be, um, you know, critical or judgmental or any of that. They're just looking, they're seeking, you know, and that was something God really showed me. He said, these are my friends. Mm-hmm. Wow. He said, everyone in all the arenas you go into, whether it's uh, the adult convention, whether it's Burning Man, whether it's brothels, whether it's New Age, whether it's LGBTQ, doesn't matter. These are my friends. Yeah. And he said to me very clearly, he said, if you are kind to my friends, I will introduce you to them. Wow. And it just, I was blown away. I went, I have been doing this wrong so long. Mm. Because when you've been born again, Mm. you know, in the Jesus movement, we learned how to do evangelism. I'm a prophetic evangelist, you know, that kind of thing. But none of it was working. (laughs) I mean, I look back now and think, what was I doing? I just wasted my time. And so when I begin to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and God began to show me and give me insight into them. And I, this is another thing I learned is God's always, always looking on the heart. Mm-hmm. People can get themselves into any lifestyle or any situation, but we don't know their story. Mm-hmm. We don't yeah. know why they did what they did. We don't know what their upbringing was. We don't know what caused them to go in a certain direction or attach a value to it, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, I thought we need to look on the heart. That's where God's looking. He's not looking at the action. He's not looking at their broken places Mm -hmm. or what their lives, you know, he's not looking there. He's looking at the heart. He knows these people and how he made them and what he's, what they're made for. Mm -hmm. So really that was how it got, how I got started. And um, I came away from that weekend event and I was changed. I was different. I thought I'm going to do this. This is this is working mm. and people are hungry for yeah. truth. And, and so it, it just kind of took off from there. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> and when I read your book, Words That Work, I thought it was so refreshing because, you know, our type of outreach, we're asking strip club owners, hey, can we have access mm. to your employees? Mm-hmm. And mm. with that, they have a lot of hesitation about, you know, 
these Christians coming in, their kind of view of the churches is very judgmental. It's very condemning. Mm-hmm. Um, and in your book, you share this story about a friend of yours who was doing outreach into the brothels. Yes. And because of a volunteer, you know, they lost access. So for our audi- audience, could you share a little bit about that and right. kind of how that played into writing your book? Yeah. Um, my friend had been working for a couple of years. She lives in Tahoe. And so she had access to the northern uh, brothels. And they were primarily the bunny farm or the bunny ranch, you know. And it was uh, owned by um, uh, Dennis Hoth. Yeah. And uh, he actually ended up with a TV show, like a, I think it was on HBO called Cat House. And so they were mm-hmm. uh, a reality show. And um, But she had been going in and going to give, just bring gifts and do, you know, uh, even hand massage, you know, with creams and different mm-hmm. things. And she brought people in who would just love on them, would not judge them, would not criticize them, not try to change them. We in the church have have uh, really missed it when we've tried to be Holy Ghost Junior mm-hmm. and try to bring, you know, uh, correction to people that yeah. are not even there. They're, they're, they just need to be loved. Mm-hmm. They need to be loved right where they're at. Mm-hmm. So she was doing that. And uh, one lady asked to come with her one night, and um, she said, "Okay, but we have guidelines because we're not going to be um, we're not going to be uh, trying to convert them. We're going in there to love them. If 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 there's a conversion that needs to happen for them to come to Jesus, it's going to be because Jesus leads them. You know, mm-hmm. no one comes to me except the Father. Draw them, mm-hmm. and so." Um, this lady decided to just take it upon herself to tell these girls that she had been working with for two years about hell, about sin, about all kinds of things. And they were, instead of it being um, a productive moment, it turned into a very destructive Mm. moment. And they were upset. They were, they felt shamed even more than what they normally carry. Um, and the next day, I think it was, or two days later, she got an email from Dennis Hoffitz in the book. I asked permission to use it. And, um, he said, you know, I just spent an hour listening to these girls Mm -hmm. say how you scared them Mm -hmm. and you made them feel like they, you know, they told them about hell and about all this. And he says, you are no longer welcome Mm -hmm. in our brothels, whether North or South. And we don't want you back. You bring your, don't bring your church ladies in here. And um, Mm. it was devastating for her having worked all that time to try and build a bridge. Um, And some were getting very, you know, she was able to give words to them and give, give encouragement to them and give everyone's in a process of coming to the Lord. And, and also people in the world who are not in the kingdom yet, who don't know Jesus yet, they think that Jesus is uh, um, religious. And they think he's stuffy and he judges and he condemns. And they think God is the reason and cause for all disaster. They just have these... uh, Satan's done a great job of of trying to put his um, own work Mm. on God, right? He's the angel of light to deceive many. He tries to blame God for everything. I call him the classic narcissist, mm. you know? Yeah. And so uh, when people ask, are you Christian? 
out in the world where I go and Burning yeah. Man or porn conventions or whatever, I don't identify with that title mm-hmm. because if I do, they have now boxed me in yeah. with people that have hurt them or they've been church hurt mm-hmm. or whatever. So I call yeah. myself a follower of Jesus. I have mm-hmm. a spiritual journey and I follow Jesus. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just different language, which then wrote, you know, that's why I wrote words that work. Because we found out um, when we went to Burning Man the very first time in, in 2003, we had a camp called the Freedom Lounge. And because he who the sun sets free is free indeed, right? <laughs> and God's, I mean, I went to give a word to someone. We had a menu board and a menu board that said, um, Organic restart. Welcome to your new life. Mm. You know, wow. it's salvation, right? Mm. Uh, original root recovery. It's identity. Yeah. It's who you are. Um, spiritual cleansing mm. and redefinement, which is deliverance and filling of the Holy Spirit. And um, then we had true reflections or word art, we call it now. And you'd put a mirror up and, and have them tell us everything they see in the morning. And we would tell them what God sees, right? Mm. So wow. they, but I went to give a word to someone and I was going to say God and God arrested me himself and said, don't call me God. And oh, I was like, wow. God, you know, <laughs> and I was in my mind going, what do you, what do I call you? And he mm. says, call me creator. Wow. It has a different, it's it powerful. has a different message. Right. Yes. So I said, creator, um, is giving me insight or, mm. or a view in, to your life. I'm a futurist. I used, yeah, I know, right? I got all these words and I'm a futurist and I can see things about people uh, that is, you know, has happened even in their life and what they're made for or what their future could look like and mm-hmm. what your destiny could look like. And it worked. It worked. Mm-hmm. And then I begin to call God. He said, call me everything I call myself. Mm-hmm. Identify me by my attributes instead of mm-hmm. by my name. Mm-hmm. And it will scratch the itch. Wow. So we would call him healer. We would call him mercy, comfort, mm-hmm. shame taker, um, you know, the ancient one, the uh, wisdom, mm-hmm. um, counselor, um, whatever came to our mind at that moment, whatever God wanted us to identify him to them and he knew all the places they'd been he knew all of the things that had happened mm-hmm. we found out about you know my ministry is primarily now to the god hardened godless and god confused yeah so they're they've been in church some of them some of them were pastors some of them were uh worship leaders some of them were uh, t- uh, you know Sunday school or youth leaders or whatever, and they got hurt in church and Mm -hmm. they were creative. They're Mm -hmm. never, they were never designed to be blocked in. They were never meant to be um, rigid and Mm -hmm. and confined. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because our Camp Freedom Lounge, um, we gave the Holy Spirit permission. (laughs) We said, you get to do in here anything. Wow. That you can't do in church. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. And we call him the spirit of truth because yes. that's who he is. And it it worked. Mm. It worked. People wanted to have an encounter with the spirit of truth. Mm. And it, it worked and people came in and then Jesus met them at the wow. level they could receive him with the language that they could hear 
mm-hmm. that made sense to them. The, the world doesn't speak Christianese. Yeah. yeah. They don't even know what you're talking about. Exactly. And then when we go out and say, well, the Bible says, mm-hmm. well, they don't believe that either. Mm-hmm. So these are things that I had to learn having been mm-hmm. a Christian for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Next year, it'll be 50 years, Come right? Wow. And, and so I get the old model mm-hmm. of doing things, but I God had to retrain me. He said, I need a new wineskin for a new wine mm-hmm. because these people, this is a whole different era. Yeah. This, these are people that have never been taught anything, and they're being taught all kinds of things. Yeah. So I had to learn as I went, um, and I had to take, you know, my knees would shake sometimes and I thought, what am I doing in here? (laughs) Why am I in here of all people? Um, and God had a plan and he had people and Mm. he told me very specifically, if you put your finger, if you'll let me, uh, do in you what I want and you'll put your finger on the pulse of culture. He said, I will bring you the encounters knowing that all of our steps are ordered of the Lord. Yes. He he divinely directs our path. And then when we see someone or we uh, have an encounter, we, we know what he's going to do. God will give us words and language mm-hmm. to speak with them. And they're open and then they're receptive and it builds a bridge mm-hmm. where yeah. we can tell them more if they want to know. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I'll say this is so revolutionary just hearing you talk. <laughs> Because we see a lot of younger leaders, younger pastors who try to talk like this, but you can tell there's mixture because they're trying to assimilate to the culture. But seeing a mother who has been through the iterations (laughs) of the faith and has had a revelation of how to reach people, it's huge. It's huge. And so I just want to honor that first off. I think the second thing, I really appreciate what you're saying about loving people, the kindness of God, Mm -hmm. because I think people... They get across that threshold in their mind. I'm going to love this person. Mm-hmm. But within half an hour or whatever the time frame is, they have an agenda that comes forward. Yes. And that agenda just robs that love that you try to express because then people feel like a project. Yes. And so I really would love for you to talk about um, how to really stay in that place of being agendaless. Yes. We, we mentioned something in a previous podcast, one of the Barna studies says that the generation that's coming up is the first post-Christian generation. that's right. And so how do we, who have been, I mean, I've grown up in the faith, and so Mm -hmm. my tongue is (laughs) Christianese, and I have to fight to model exactly what you're saying. (laughs) And so for those that are listening, uh, we have a lot of faith-based Christian followers. How would you encourage them in this moment to be agendaless in their pursuit of people. The first thing I think, because we pastored for 40 years, 35 mm-hmm. or 40 years, went to Bible school, mm-hmm. okay, and then I was in a ministry, of uh, evangelistic ministry. So all the things I learned in the early you know, 70s and stuff, um, I had to uh, begin to let God teach me. He said to me, mm-hmm. your ways are not my ways, yeah. and your thoughts are not my thoughts. Amen. And so I had to get over the fact that I thought I had to lead everyone to Jesus. So I had to be the one to say his name. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't say his name, Mm -hmm. then uh, they wouldn't know where this is coming from. Mm -hmm. And God said, that is not true. Like, because the spirit of the Lord Mm -hmm. 
lets them know you're different. They know you're not a psychic. (laughs) They know it. But they know also God began to and and really challenge me, do you love unconditionally? Wow. Are you able to let me love through you because you don't possess that kind of love in yourself? So that's where you become a partaker of a divine nature. Mm. Do you have compassion because Mm. you don't possess Mm. that kind of compassion on your own? Mm. And I had to unlearn a lot of things. You talk about tripping over my words because I I was used to ministering in the church. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it was interesting. One of the stories that I have about Burning Man in my early years was... uh, a man came in and he was holding hands with another man, right? And it was two, two Tuesday. So they all had on tutus. It's in my book, actually. Yeah. And um, that was all they had on. Oh. And so, because it's Burning Man. Okay. Right. That. You learn to look on the heart really quick. You do, yeah. And I thought, okay, I'm a mother and a grandmother and I can, I can do this. Right. Mm-hmm. So a man came in and, um, he was holding hands, and uh, I said, would you like to have an encounter with the Spirit of Truth? Mm. And he goes, yes. And he's a big, burly guy with a beard, right? Mm. And my my girl that was working with me, my uh, partner, she said, don't look down. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh <laughs> what's the first thing you want to do, you right? You want to look yeah. down. <laughs> and I was like, so I, I just stared right in his eyes, you know, and... And I said, okay, it's by invitation, so just ask Spirit of Truth to come. Mm. And when he did, Mm. he began to to cry. Mm. Wow. He began to cry. And he goes, I know what this is. Oh, wow. And I said, what is it? And he said, it's the Holy Spirit. Wow. And I said, you're right. Wow. And he says, I was a pastor and my wife left me mm. and she had an affair and they closed my church and mm. kicked me out. Mm. And I haven't been, I haven't known what to do. Mm. And I am floored that I'm being, I'm feeling God again wow. for the first time in so long. Mm. And um, I said, I was able to talk with him then. And I said, the gifts and callings, of God are without repentance. Amen. If you were called to be a pastor, you're still a pastor. Mm-hmm. Just because that was a rotten thing that happened to you, yeah. that does not mean that God has disqualified you mm. for anything. And he went back and got his clothes on and came back to our camp. And he stayed with us the entire week. Oh my goodness. And at the end of that week, we were even... Help, he was helping us mm. give words to people, and we were helping restore <laughs> wow. him. It's wow. restoration. Amen. Restore him back into the very call that was burning in him Amen. that he was made for. Mm. That's what he was made for. And I just think of how have we, how have we, mm. how have we treated people? Mm-hmm. These are God's friends. These are people that have been messed around by the enemy. They have yeah. been treated wrong. They've been mislabeled. We do a thing mm. called label removal. Mm. We take labels off of people mm. and we do identity recovery. We do, you know, we just want them to experience. It's very similar. The mm. only way I can best describe it is in Mark 2. Mm. 
when the guys who had the paralytic guy, right? And they went to the house where Jesus was, and it was so crowded they couldn't get through the front door. So they had to make another way in. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. It's like you had to find another way in. The way you currently were going is no longer available to you. Mm -hmm. These days aren't going to Mm -hmm. give us access to these post-Christ kids, right? We have to find another way in. Mm. Dreams will get you there. Everyone's dreaming. And God is pouring out, according to Joel 2.28, all his spirit on all flesh. That means people that do and don't know him. And it was as if God in the 90s put a calling card in my pocket and said, this is what I want you to do. Mm. I'm going to change everything you've been doing, Mm. and I'm going to teach you my ways. And you're going to walk in my truth, Mm. and I'm going to instruct you in the way that you should go, and I'm going to give you Mm. what I see and let you see things from my perspective. And I will, we will get this done. Like Mm. we will see God's kingdom come to earth and people be delivered from yeah. prisons and darkness and um and it's been so exciting wow. <laughs> for us the the first when i went into the porn convention i wasn't i'd never been in any of this mm-hmm. i'd never been in new age mm-hmm. i'd never been in porn i hadn't been i was like <laughs> talk about <laughs> well, stretching and, and you had to buy a booth so you're paying money i had to too. buy a booth one year one year we okay. did uh, the other times we just roam around but <laughs> But the first year I went, we didn't buy a booth that year, and we went in and we just bought tickets to get in, mm-hmm. and we were going to do dream interpretation, and yeah. um, and so I I was I went into the arena, and I can't even put into words the kind of shock mm-hmm. because I'd never seen it, yeah. I'd never been in anything like that, yeah. and and I felt horrible. I mm-hmm. felt like I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. That was my first, that will be everyone's response. Totally. Okay. So yeah. that'll be everyone's. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm trying to think of it like, okay, well, what if I'm a nurse, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm not, but, uh, instantly, um, I was, I was sobbing. Mm-hmm. Tears were rolling down my face yeah. and, um, God's, uh, arrested me walking down the middle of the arena. And he said, I've seen it. Mm, yeah. Wow. He said, I've already seen it. Yeah. And he said, you're seated with me mm-hmm. right here. Mm. And I'm going to show you from my perspective mm-hmm. who I need you to talk to, who's mm. open, mm. who someone has been praying for. Mm. And I'm going to lead you to them. And I'm going to give you words at that moment mm. to speak into their life that will let them know that I haven't left them. Yeah. And I've never forsaken them. I've always been watching them, and I'm looking to get them back. Mm. I'm looking to get them out of the snare of this demonic thing that they've gotten themselves into. And I felt peace Mm. coming over me, Mm. you know, that kind of peace that goes beyond your understanding. Then I had encounters. I had one girl who was, I interpreted her dream, and she goes, I'm a PK. Mm. And I'm like... <laughs> I said, she, no. She said, "I'm a preacher's daughter." That's what she said. I'm mm. I'm from a Baptist family. I thought she said a Baptist family. She said, "No, a pastor's family." And I went, "You're a PK," mm-hmm. and she went like this. And I said, "You're busted." I said, first off, 
God loves you, and he's never left you. He's mm. never going to leave you. He's mm. never going to forsake you. We have this on film. Wow. And he's going, he is going to bring you back into mm. the calling that is on your life. Mm. I was able to go there with her. Mm. And then the person with me who was filming said, I have this really weird word. I don't want to give it to her. And I said, what is it? He said, I see her eating pickles. And I said, well, <laughs> give it your best shot. Yeah, all right. You know? I've I've seen weirder things. I go ahead. So they said, I see you eating pickles. She starts sobbing, mm. runs to the bathroom, mm. has her purse with her, pulls out a picture mm. of her and her pastor father eating pickles. Wow. That was their connection. Wow, oh my gosh. And I said, she goes, I can't do this anymore. Mm. I can't be in here anymore. And I mm. said, I know. Mm. I said, I know. And it's okay. I said, you know what? God still, he is not ever going to abandon you. Mm -hmm. He's only going to heal you and bring mm -hmm. you back into proper alignment with what you've been called to do and who yeah. you are. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm here as just an answer to your dad's prayer, mm -hmm. your family's prayers, right? Wow. And it just, I just went out of there and I thought, oh my goodness, if we could just learn to walk and step with him, mm -hmm. if we can just learn to do things his way. Yeah. If we can just not have knee-jerk responses to everything we do. Yes. If we can just let God show us from his eyes what he sees, mm -hmm. you know, then we're going to see a lot. I mean, she'll go back and, and minister now to the people yes. that she worked with. Yes. Because she knows that God's love doesn't fail. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't fail. Yeah. Yeah. It never fails. Yeah. And perfect love casts out fear because mm -hmm. fear has torment. Mm -hmm. So all these things became real to me, especially at a place like Burning Man or the porn convention where, you know, it says where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Amen. Well, those are words on a page till you get in those arenas. Yes. And then you realize that, wow, mm -hmm. where sin abounds, grace, mm -hmm. grace much more yes. abounds. Yes. Like. It's real. Mm -hmm. It happens. It's true. Mm -hmm. And we were able just to love on them and hug them. And as a mom and a grandmother, <laughs> we go in as moms and grandmothers. Mm -hmm. And they're like, can I give you one more hug? Oh. Can you hug me? You know, because yeah, we want yeah. nothing from them. Yeah, We're just there to either interpret a dream or give them a word or just a touch or mm -hmm. whatever. And they're just like, we're welcomed back. Every year we're mm. welcomed back because they want, they, we have a good reputation, right? Yeah. Who says that as a Christian <laughs> going to do a porn convention? So anyway, those are some of the cool stories, you know? Yes. Yeah. I love that. It's so simple. Like mm -hmm. um, a couple of days ago, we had a guy who used to be a pimp sitting in this chair and we were like, you know, how would you reach you if mm. you could go back out? Right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's all tatted up and just real tough looking guy. And he's like, I'd give him a hug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, it's so simple. Yeah. And even when we were in your training and you gave us the bracelets with mm -hmm. the words yes. they had on them, you know, they had like value, uh, your value, dreams, goals. Mm -hmm. And so we went out into the hotel lobby mm -hmm. and I'm looking for someone to give a bracelet to, you mm -hmm. know, there's different colors and say pick a color and then. Mm -hmm. You put it on them yeah. and then share that word over them wow. and then give them a future forecast. So this yeah. is what 
is going to come in your future. Mm. And so I'm walking around and I see this lady who's cleaning the women's bathroom and she steps across the threshold. I didn't want to go in there because I'm like, (laughs) this might be Mm. weird. I might catch her off guard. So I waited till she came out and Mm. I said, hey, pick a color. Oh, wow. (laughs) And she picks red and I just put it on her and I said, you have purpose, you're valued, and you're Mm. loved. And I could tell like she just like, in that moment, she yes. felt the presence of God. That's right. Amen. And uh, mm. it was so simple. <laughs> and they're never told that. Yeah. They're yeah. never told that. Mm. Um, and we've, uh, and I'll speak for me as a one also that needed to have a full restoration mm. of my thinking and of my heart and my mind, especially for these days, you know. And and as having been an old wineskin, mm. right, having been saved and done things mm. uh, the way that we used to do them, mm. they don't work anymore. And so what we've done is we have, we have um, judged and shamed people and put them in corrals mm-hmm. of, according to their sin or whatever. Yeah. And I heard someone say once, uh, we in the church have a problem with people who sin differently than we do. Mm. Yeah. And I thought, we have got to stop it. Mm. We've got to realize we were just like them when Jesus got a hold of us, Mm. when we reached out Mm. and got a hold of him. And and we have got to see that they have been through some of the worst circumstances. Mm. They have been abused. They have been neglected. They've Mm. been abandoned. They've been betrayed. Mm -hmm. All of these things have happened to them. And we were raised in a different era, Mm -hmm. so we didn't have all of those situations happen as much. Mm. But now, every it seems like everyone I run into, mm-hmm. there's been that situation for them. Mm. So they don't need more shame. Exactly. They don't need more, you know, well, I, you know, I'm not going to touch you. I'm not going to talk to you because mm. of this or that. You're dirty and whatever. It's like Jesus got right down in the dirt and he loved did. on them regardless of what they did. Mm. The woman caught in the very act of adultery, mm-hmm. you know. And he didn't judge her. He said, mm-hmm. I don't condemn you. Yeah. That's our position. I don't Amen. condemn you. Mm. You know? Mm. We had a girl who, um, she called herself a white witch. Oh, wow. And she was in the porn convention, porn arena. Mm-hmm. And um, my friend, one of my friends, uh, was very good about keeping up with them. You mm. know? So she wanted to not just interpret her dream, but she wanted to call or go to coffee or if they Mm -hmm. live near, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, so she got the phone number and this about a month after the event um, she, this girl's name kept coming up in her mind over and over. Mm -hmm. And she had happened to have gotten her phone number, right? And put Mm -hmm. it in her phone. Mm -hmm. And so she called her Mm -hmm. and said I don't know if you remember me. I interpreted one of your dreams and I gave you, Mm -hmm. you know a message or a future forecast or whatever. And she goes, the girl who called herself a white witch said, I'm surprised that you've called me right now. I've literally checked myself into a hotel to kill myself. Wow. And now my friend who took her number is texting me going, what do I say? What do I do? <laughs> yeah. And I said, you tell her where that came from. Mm. So she said, God told me to get a hold of you. Mm. And then the girl who called herself a white witch said, you Christians, you do this bait and switch thing. And she just went off on her and my friend stopped her Mm. and she said, wait a minute. She said, you've identified yourself as a white witch and I never condemned you. Mm. 
I never once criticized you mm. for your life or yeah. what your story is or yeah. your journey. Mm. And yet you're doing this to me. Mm. And the girl just was arrested. Wow. Like she was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing the very thing I'm accusing you of, mm. you know? And she had an opportunity to, to share with her about love. Yeah. This is unconditional love. This mm. is not love based on your works or what you've done or your bad things or anything you think. Mm. This isn't based on that. It's, mm. It doesn't have any boundaries. Yeah. There's no way to stop it. There's no way to measure it. There's, mm. I, I, I just listen to the one who made you. And, and God doesn't want you to kill yourself yeah. right now. Yeah. You know, and that's the long and short of it. Mm. And she went back the next year and that girl had a booth. Mm. And she took her a rose. Mm. And there was an exchange, just a hug exchange mm-hmm. of, my gosh, you kept me yeah. from from doing something final, mm. you know. And did she get saved? I don't know. But I'm not sure that she, God has this way of you not being the only one. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, really, really You're powerful. not the only one. <laughs> mm-hmm. That, that's going to reach them. You mm. may be their third touch. Mm. You may be because everyone's in a process. Yes. And we don't like that. We don't like the fact that it's a process. We want them saved and in the kingdom and speaking in tongues right now. You mm. know, it's like, mm. well, that, that might happen during a revival moment when we have an atmospheric shift in the, you know, when, yeah. Mm-hmm. But right now, um, we need to be really careful. Yeah. And I think as times go on and Jesus gets ready to come back, you know, in Matthew 24, he was pretty specific. Yes. He said, don't mm-hmm. be deceived. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of Christ coming in my name saying I'm him and, mm-hmm. and he'll come. And, and, and so we have to be discerning. We have to be awake. We have to be teachable. Mm-hmm. We have to be pliable. Yeah. We have to learn God's ways, if they're not our ways, we change. He's Mm. not going to do it. He's Mm. not going to change. I'm the Lord and I change not, right? So Mm. one of us is going to change. It's not going to be him. (laughs) So While we have just a few minutes left mm -hmm. on the podcast, you mentioned earlier um, the heart work, the heart transformation that needed to happen for you. Mm -hmm. The stories that you're sharing about going into porn conventions and, you know, there's a bottomless gentleman standing in front of you, a burning man. Right. People that are listening, we, we see this a lot, especially in the work that we do. There's this fear of defilement. And so I would love for you to speak to like mm-hmm. the practical work that you do as a follower of Jesus, stepping into these very dark arenas. Mm-hmm. What does that look like for someone who's like, I feel called to these environments, but I'm afraid of how that's going to taint me. Or, <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned the first shock factor of Mm -hmm. walking into a porn convention. Mm -hmm. How would you encourage someone to step across that place of fear uh, and trusting the work that God does in us? I had to believe what God said. He said, Mm -hmm. my life is hidden in -hmm. Christ. So it's no longer about my comfort level. Mm -hmm. It's no longer about what I think or feel. It's about at what point did any Mm -hmm. kind of evangelism or any type of outreach be about your comfort, Mm -hmm. right? And I had to see things. If I'm a partaker of a divine nature that loves unconditionally, that mm. God didn't send Jesus to the world to condemn the world, the mm. world was already condemned. Mm. You know, it's John three seventeen. Then I need to see that too, mm. right? Mm. And I begin to see 
Christ in me was the hope of glory. And I'm not defiled by any of it because Mm -hmm. I just know he tells me what they've been through Mm -hmm. or they tell me what they've been through. So now it takes all of that off. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, my goodness, I'm I thank you that you're trusting me with your story. And I'm just wanting you to know that. You know, basically, if I have if I have that opportunity, that window, mm-hmm. I'll say, God has watched you the whole time. He's mm-hmm. just been chasing you. Yeah. He's been wanting for you to come to him. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, we do pray for all the people that we see in that day. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, we go into our tent or into our room or whatever, mm-hmm. and we pray for them. Yeah. And we pray and ask God to, to make us more like him, mm-hmm. make us more have his heart. You know, we just are being conformed into his image all yeah, the time, right? Yeah. And that's really what the, the, the world needs to see mm-hmm. um, and and to be filled with his love. I, I remember Bob Jones. Mm-hmm. I knew him, oh, and cool. um, he, he died several times, you know. He's <laughs> <laughs> always dying. It's like, stop dying. And But um, the one time he came back and he he said, when you get to heaven, God's not going to ask you, how, what was your political view? Mm-hmm. Uh, how did that outreach affect you? What about mm-hmm. the LGBT? What about mm-hmm. this? What about that? He's going to ask you, did you learn how to love? Yeah. Wow. Did you? Because mm-hmm. that's the fuel. That is the mm-hmm. essence of God. God is love. He mm-hmm. doesn't have love. Mm-hmm. He is love. Yeah. And so if we're going to be effective mm-hmm. in the days to come, we have to lose the judgment. Yes. We have to lose our own personal comfort. You mm-hmm. die daily, mm-hmm. you know. And so you just got to lose it and just go, I'm going in, mm-hmm. you know, I know you're there with me. You're going to help me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to probably mess it up mm-hmm. and you're going to straighten it up, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I've heard myself interpret a dream. I thought I was giving the right interpretation and the person repeats back to me what they think I said. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing like what I said. And I went, mm-hmm, yeah, that's what, <laughs> exactly. You know, so God's with us. He's more into this than we are, mm-hmm. but we I had to come into agreement with what God says about me. My life Mm -hmm. is hidden with Christ in God. Mm -hmm. I am in him. He Mm -hmm. is in me. We are on this mission together, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and and they're his kids. Yeah. And they're his, he's, Mm -hmm. they're his creations Mm -hmm. and he's the one that made them. Mm -hmm. And also the, he fights our battles for us Mm -hmm. because they're his enemies. The devil is his enemy. And so he defeats Mm -hmm. him. By us coming in the opposite spirit. That's right. Yeah. He defeats him. Yes. And I'm just like, this is the best of the best. <laughs> like, I wish I'd known this years ago. Oh, man. So, and because I have daughters and I have grandsons and I have granddaughters and I'm like, I don't want my kids growing up in a world like this. Mm-hmm. I don't want yeah. my kids mm-hmm. growing. I don't want them to have to go through yeah. these horrible, you know, lies mm-hmm. that are being told to them mm-hmm. right now. I want to be available. Mm -hmm. And I tell people that I'm like, take positions in the schools, become like my sister-in-law. They wanted to do a carnival and they needed a a crystal ball reader. And she's a Christian, right? And she goes, I'll do it. (laughs) And she didn't read the ball or anything else. All she did is she, she took the space Mm. so that a crystal ball reader or tarot card reader wouldn't take the space. Right. Yeah. So I think we're there. I think we're mm-hmm. there. And I think all we have to do is get over ourselves, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, get over yourself yeah. and just allow yourself to be, to be his hands, his feet and whatever. 
I don't suggest all these people go to porn conventions. I would. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good feedback. I wouldn't do it. You know, if God hadn't asked me to do it, but I'm very careful who I take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I make sure all there. We make sure all of our teams do a Burning Man or whatever that our we're whole. We ask mm-hmm. God to see, search us and try us and mm-hmm. see. Is there anything in there? Yeah. Is there any hook? Is there anything that we can get tripped up on? Because mm-hmm. if so, we need to deal with it. We need to go through repentance. Mm-hmm. We're doing that as a nation right now. We are. We need to repent as a nation, mm-hmm. and God will bring His presence mm-hmm. and saturate us mm-hmm. with His glory. Yeah. And so it's like all of this stems back to it's just it. We just need to just let Him flow through us. We mm-hmm. are lights. Isaiah 60 says, you know, um, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord will be risen upon you because darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness will cover people. And that's where we're at. Yeah. But he said, you arise and you shine, and I, the nations will come to your light. Yes. But if we're, if we're judgmental or harsh or cruel or critical or we think we know it all or whatever, mm-hmm. that is pride on steroids, mm-hmm. you know? We don't know it all. Yeah. We don't. We know what God shows us, and we know his word, mm-hmm. and he is humble, and he made himself mm-hmm. of no reputation. Yes. He really did. Jesus made himself of... He had one. He People did. gave it to him, but mm-hmm. he didn't give himself one. Yeah. And he didn't think it um, anything to, be, uh, to say he's equal with God. Mm-hmm. He considered it not. So... I'm like, we, we're just going to change. Amen. We're going to be different. Yes. We're going to be lights in dark places. I'm going to keep doing it. Yes. Yeah. I've had people stand in line, well, you can't do this and that. And I said, well, the fact is, I'm going to stand before somebody one day in heaven, and it's not going to be you. Yes. So, <laughs> Come on. You know, That's I'm right. going to do it. Jesus told me to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. And he's going to train me when I go. And as long as I keep my heart right, keep my, my you know, my openness to him instructing me and teaching me mm. i'm gonna keep doing it mm. i'll keep helping other people and yes. instruct them words that work <laughs> yeah you know what your dreams are telling you you know the dream thing is a big player in the days ahead mm-hmm. so you know this has been so rich <laughs> so people are lit right now how do they, <laughs> they're like i'm ready to go how do they find you how do they follow you how do they get trained i have by you? a website cindymcgill.org mm. Make sure it's .org, CindyMcGill.org. You can find out the training is upcoming. You can find out, you can order the books, mm. words that work, um, and what your dreams are telling you. I'm getting ready to write another dream book and another oh, wow. a book on portals. I'm going to do a book mm. on portals, how God opens a portal over us because mm. he's so into what we're doing. Mm. He gives us his, uh, the atmosphere changes. Yes. And we've yeah. seen that happen at the temple at mm. Burning Man, which mm. is a pagan temple. <laughs> and everyone was following out in the spirit and i'm like people need to know this you know um because he's so much greater than us Mm -hmm. and uh i'm on instagram on youtube until they take me down (laughs) (laughs) right i'm on rumble for sure they won't take me down yeah and um and then i have uh, a facebook of course a page but um i just am what it what it is and i've had to learn i've had Mm -hmm. to change Mm -hmm. i've had to you know, and I can speak to our generation mm-hmm. and tell them there's no age limit on this. Yes. It doesn't matter how old you are. Mm-hmm. It doesn't so matter good. any of that. We pastored four churches. Mm-hmm. And and the last one we had was an inner city church. Oh, wow. So anybody could come. Yes. And I learned a lot there uh, with just loving people and mm-hmm. just letting them come in. We had to be careful that they didn't 
become predators to our little kids or whatever. Wow. You know, we had bouncers and barkers and all kinds of things. Mm, but yeah. we we saw the the hand and the love of God, and we wanted mm. to make a special place for them to come in and hear mm. the truth because the truth will set them free. Yes. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Elijah Rising podcast. Again, cindymcgill.org. We hope that you have been inspired and provoked and that you would follow what Cindy's doing. Sign up for a training, buy the book, Words That Work. Cindy, thank you so much again. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. You guys, until next time, we'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us today for this episode. If you were inspired by this content today, please share, rate, and leave a review. Also, please consider making a donation at ElijahRising.org donate. Your support helps us continue the vital mission to combat sex trafficking. Until next time.